Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. Clone Wars fans, welcome to the 61st episode of Frontline's The Clone Wars Podcast for the episode Heroes on Both Sides. I am your friendly co-host, Matt, and joining me as always, he's just back from uh, Seattle from a big trip there, and uh, it's Michael Cohen. What's up, my friend? Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, back from Seattle from uh, from the Savajo Press screening that you guys will hear about. We'll be doing a special episode just about that. Uh, I think that myself and Matt and hopefully JC can get on and uh, and we'll talk about our uh, respective uh, experiences at the yeah. Savajo Press screening. Yeah. And, uh, and we kind of give reports. Uh, we're not going to give you a lot of spoilers or details about the episodes themselves because we've been asked not to. But uh, we can tell you about what experience. the screening was like and the whole the whole reason for for having them and everything like that but yeah uh, but we got we have one episode left to talk about before this christmas hiatus thing right. so uh yeah and yeah. we got some news and that sort of thing so we should just jump into that all right let's do it I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. This is just the beginning. I think it is time we demonstrated the full power of this station. I have my orders from the Emperor himself. He has something special planned. This is where the fun begins. I think we've got something, sir. Good luck. You're going to need it. All right, Mike. And, of course, uh, the big news going around right now is all the, the Savage press screenings. But in other, in other news, the Clone Wars was nominated for four... Annie Awards, and that is the International Animated Film Society Awards, and uh, they've had 38 of these, or this is the 38th, and I've actually never heard of this, but in any event, uh, four nominations, which is nice, and uh, there were some some nominations that uh, I was a little surprised at. I mean, of course, the best animated television production, I can definitely see that, is, and they, they cite the episode Arc Troopers as the... Uh, the one that's getting nominated, which is a great episode, of course. I, I'm, luckily, they didn't choose any of the other ones that followed that. But uh, and and what was an interesting one too is the writing. They got nominated for writing in a television production by and and the nomination went to Daniel Arkin, who wrote Heroes on Both Sides, which we are going to talk about today. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, interesting no, we're, choice. We're not talking Wait. about heroes on both sides. We're talking about pursuit of peace. We already talked about heroes on both sides. <laughs> Wait, am I? Am I? Is my uh, recap backwards or what's going on here? Pursuit of peace. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no we're good. <laughs> You're backwards. The the recap's fine. <laughs> I'm trying to remember which one we're on now. Um, yeah. So you know, kind of a. I don't know. I guess it's an okay one to get some writing credentials on but I think another one too is the voice acting with uh, uh, Corey Burton was nominated as Baron Papanoida which is interesting because I think his best work is is with Cad Bane uh, Nika Futterman was also nominated as Asajj Ventress of course that's a, that's a great character right there I was surprised to see that uh, that um, James Arnold Taylor was nominated uh, yeah, it, with all the it, work he does Odd, odd nominations to me. Corey Burton, of course, like totally deserves to be nominated. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But for that role, I don't know. And and Nico Futterman is a size Ventress. I that she's good, but yeah, I don't know. James Arnold Taylor gives a consistent performance as Obi Wan Kenobi, and it's like I think I think the problem there is that it's so good that it goes unnoticed. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like it's he flies under the radar because everybody's like, well, that's just Obi Wan Kenobi. What's the big deal? He's been doing <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi forever. Yeah, like that that doesn't deserve a a, a prize or anything like that. And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. no, the the dude the dude's been consistently playing Obi Wan Kenobi properly, like and doing a really good job of it for like the last you know five or six years, like between the the micro series and and everything else that he's done over the years like he definitely deserves recognition in, in my opinion but yeah right but yeah. oh well and uh and and i mean you've got you've got other voice actors i mean like d bradley baker if you're gonna nominate arc troopers for i uh, what is it his best, best animated television action yeah like then you got to give half of that credit to him because if not for his amazing voice acting, we'd have, you know, 12 guys in one episode that all sounded exactly the same, and it wouldn't be that exciting. But we've got, instead, we've got one guy doing all of these voices and making each character sound the same, but different. Right, exactly. You know, like, it's, I don't know. Yeah, Uh, and you know it's going against some of these uh, nominations. They're going against uh, some pretty tough uh, competition. You know, you got Robot Chickens in there uh, with the with the writing, um, the voice acting. They got some guys from the Kung Fu Panda and, and Fanboy and Chum Chum. Um, so I mean, it's not. Uh, and then the best animated, you got Futurama, Kung Fu Panda, uh, Scared, Shrekless, and The Simpsons. So uh, I can't see Star Wars not winning this. But you never know. It's uh, and they also got nominated for four. I I can only find the three these three nominations, so I'm not exactly sure what that fourth, what that fourth nomination. I guess maybe it's because uh, the two voice actors are nominated in the same category. I, I'm assuming that's why they have four down. So, um, but yeah, we'll see how they do. I know they've won uh, awards in the past. I think it was the Now Awards or something like that. They they won some some stuff there. So. We'll see how it goes in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think it's actually deb- uh, in February, I think, is when this thing actually uh, is announced. So we'll see what happens. 
But uh, in other news, what else is going on? You said something about um, it's at Star Wars uh, Show Your Geek Day or something like that today? Yeah. Um, if uh, if everybody recalls the story about, uh, was it? it's Katie, right? Katie, yes. Um, uh, from, I guess, I, think, I guess we talked about that on the last episode. And, right, uh, yeah. And, and what happened with her and her, her water bottle and all that sort of thing. So the, somebody set up on Facebook an event for today, uh, support Star Wars and Geek Pride for Katie. And what it is is, like, you wear a, a Star Wars, your Star Wars T-shirts today to, uh, to sort of show that it's cool to, like, yeah. Star Wars and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean, by the time people hear this, it'll it'll probably be too late. <laughs> but um, yeah. I'm wearing mine. But yeah, I got my. I actually have my my T-shirt that I got from the Savajo Press screening uh, on right now. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, I got mine on tonight. Of course, I'm going to uh, I'm going to the screenings tonight in San Francisco. So I'm looking forward to that, and I'll be uh, showing my colors later on tonight as well. Um, so we got to get to some collecting news uh, before we hit the recap. And, uh, you know, Entertainment Earth is always good for this kind of weird and quirky stuff. And they always got some, some, some fun things to, to get in as far as the, uh, the Star Wars universe. And uh, the first thing we got is the Unleashed Artwork Coaster 4-Pack. And, uh, you know, it's just basic uh, square coasters. And uh, their four-pack of wood coasters features uh, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Boba Fett, and Darth Vader. And these are the classic uh, Unleashed art that you've seen. It's the Luke, uh, it almost, I mean, it looks like the Luke uh, in the Return of the Jedi, but it's almost like an older Luke. Uh, Han Solo going up the, uh, the Millennium Falcon with the blaster behind him, and then uh, yeah. a couple of things from uh, Boba Fett and Darth Vader. Really cool coasters. Um, four inches tall, four inches wide, and a quarter inch thick. And uh, these only sell. Uh, this four pack is eight ninety nine at Entertainment Earth. So uh, if, if you're into the Star Wars collecting at all, and you like all this kind of quirky stuff, head on over to Entertainment Earth because they got a, a bunch of cool stuff, a Star Wars stuff. Um, what else we got going on here? More stuff from Entertainment Earth, I believe. Uh, we've got these, uh, the Boba Fett, Vader, and Stormtrooper Lamp Clock and MP3 docks. Yes. So they're, uh, they're kind of, uh, they look kind of like a vinyl toy, like an urban designer toy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they've got, like, they've got sort of a rounded, chubby little body. And then the lampshade is the head. And you gotta, you got, I mean, you can probably imagine, like, Boba Fett, Stormtrooper, and Darth Vader. And, uh, they've got, like, a digital clock in the center of them right and uh and let's see i can't tell from the picture where the mp3 goes and i guess you can like load them with mp3s that's i guess that's what it is I'm it thinking, says mp3 doc so i'm not sure yeah. yeah i was trying to figure that out whether you can i'm like... thinking like ipod but but i don't think i guess that it's probably got like either an sd card you know, it, it could Simply be... plug in the Boba Fett lamp clock to hear your music play. MP3 player not included. So, okay, so you got... I think you have to plug it in through, like, the through a USB port or something like that. Either and that or your or the headphone jack, maybe. Yeah. Uh, something like that. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. You know, these things are always kind of neat. They're uh, $49.99 each uh, for each one. 
and uh, like Mike said, it's got the LED uh, readout right out across the chest, and uh, you know, it's a lamp, it's a clock, it's an MP3 dock, so that's kind of cool. It's kind of kind of neat. I like quirky stuff like that uh, to add to the collection. I mean, I have a a, a Darth Vader uh, telephone. I don't I don't know if you've ever seen this before, but it's a it's basically the Darth Vader head and the and the chest, almost like a bust up of Darth Vader, and the phone is actually in this helmet. And you, uh, the head there, the handset is in the helmet, so you, you know, and it's molded into the helmet, so it's kind of cool. One of this weird stuff like that. I mean, you don't even use that type of phone anymore. Everything's cordless now, but uh, it's just <laughs> yeah. something you know on the on the hanging on the wall. So, just a couple items though from uh, Entertainment Earth that I thought were interesting. Anything else going on in collecting around you? You pick up anything new or? Looking to get anything at no. Christmas? No, no, you know what? We just we made the trek down to Seattle uh, yesterday, and uh, stopped and because we're from Canada, so uh, me and my buddy Jeff went down, and it's a three-hour drive, and there's uh, about five Targets, three WalMarts, uh, Toys R Us or two, and all that sort of thing on the way. So we stopped at a bunch of places mm-hmm. to look for stuff, and I really just didn't find anything that. They jumped out at me. It was all kind of yeah. So. I, actually, I actually found a couple things yesterday. Uh, going uh, Christmas shopping, uh, went down, you know I always got to go down to the toy aisles, and I found some Return of the Jedi wave of the uh, vintage collection. So I picked up the uh, the Luke, and I picked up a Gamorrean guard, which is a really cool figure. I just love that soft skirt that he has on i mean it's so cool what a great figure that was i, I remember playing with those when i was younger and this thing is just with the vintage card and everything excellent figure and they're really just really doing a good job with this vintage line and i'm just loving it so i picked up a couple of those and then picked up a couple of figures to take with me to uh the screen tonight so um but uh not a, like i said not a lot going on uh the stores are starting to get a little picked clean i, I was in walmart yesterday and toys r us and Especially the Star Wars aisles, man. They're really starting to, really starting to be picked clean with uh, Christmas right around the corner here. So, uh, but that's it. That's what's going on in uh, collecting. So it's time to uh, hit the recap. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Where the fun begins. I thought you might say that. If the sea will become a great gentleman. Kenobi, Skywalker. I've missed you. Uh, right. I'm Ahsoka Tana. Destroy them both. You're both right. Let's make this a bit more interesting. For 800 years have I trained Jedi. Get out of this. Incoming. Blast them. No! All right, and let's start with Pursuit of Peace. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, after a separatist <laughs> attack on Coruscant, members of the Galactic Senate are outraged and push for the creation of additional clone troopers. Padme Amidala tries to persuade the senators to negotiate a peace treaty with the separatists, but her argument is interrupted when Chancellor Palpatine receives a transmission from Count Dooku. In his message, Dooku blames the Republic for an attack that claimed the life of Confederate Senator Mina Bonteri and he calls off any chance of a peace agreement. So we open up in what looks like uh, right after the events of the last episode, Mike, and uh, yeah. Padme knows what's going on and, and attempts to tell the Senate that whoever attacked the grid, you know, they want the Clone Wars to continue. They're, they're part of this whole 
scheme, and she obviously knows what's going on. Yeah. And the Senate questions whose side of the war she is on. And, uh, you know, and then here we get Count Dooku. He, he turns it back on the Senate saying, hey, you know, you guys killed one of my, uh, the Republic, killed one of my uh, main people over here in the, in the, in the Separatist Senate, Bon Terry. And uh, an attack on the, the Separatist Council. So a couple things going on here with, with Padme and, and, and Dooku's getting involved. And um, we get to start off with uh, Palpatine. And his right hand man is uh, is um, I always blank on his right hand man that's always with him, Masamita. Okay. Yes. So what what's going on here, Mike? What, what do you think of this first thing going on? Is it uh, you're not bored yet, are you? Uh, well, you know, this is like I, I'd have to take a look at it and like go back. <laughs> like once I get the Blu-ray, yeah. it'll be interesting to watch this first half of the season and look and say like. Okay, how many episodes this season have started with the Senate chamber? Right? Because, like, I, I know that yeah. each one, like, for, like, the last five episodes, we've been in the Senate chamber at least once. And uh, I, it just, um, it's yet another episode just like this, you know? Like, it's kind of more of what we were expecting. It's, like, there's no surprises in this. Yeah, that's that's correct. Even yeah. even on the on the commentary, Dave Filoni's like, yeah, and we thought that it was kind of getting slow, so we threw in a speeder chase. Yeah, that's kind of like you know what? If you guys need to throw in a speeder chase, then maybe you your don't need that episode. Boring. Yeah, yeah, like then then your episode's just boring, you know. Yeah. Um, I can oh, safely well. say that when we come back in January, it will not be so. Yeah. But, but at, at this point, it's kind of like, ugh. <laughs> like, we really should have recorded this episode before I went to that screening. Because now that I've seen the next three episodes, I'm kind of like... It's tough, huh? Yeah. It's, it's difficult to even talk about this. I mean, thankfully, I got I to gotta give a shout-out to Kyle Avery, who writes our recaps. He kept this one nice and short. <laughs> like He was like, there is not a lot to talk about here. Yeah. And I said to him, like, if it's a boring episode, and you know that, like... Matt and I aren't going to want to discuss a heck of a lot. Just, just go ahead and make it a short recap. So this is a pretty <laughs> quick recap. It's pretty quick, but you um, know what? I don't care. I'm going to, I'm going to talk the snot out of this one. You wait and see. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, the one thing that I did like is that is the they sort of uh, killed Mina Bonteri off screen, and you see what that does to Padme, and she's kind of like, yeah. Like, oh my goodness, like, my friend's dead. And you get sort of the intrigue side of that. The other part of that, though, like, the flip side of that argument is, okay, so you guys think the Separatists attacked you, which, I mean, it is true. The Separatists did, but not really the Separatists, more the Sith mm -hmm. um, attacked. But now, like, the, the Separatists are saying that you guys attacked them, and you know that you're not responsible for that attack. So, yeah, yeah. who... Who did kill Mina Bonteri? And nobody seems to care. Like, we just sort of gloss over the fact that somebody killed Mina Bonteri, and it wasn't the Republic. No, no. It's not like they sent out an assassin to kill her or something. Yeah, and it's pretty clear that it was it was Dooku. Or, yeah, and, and, you know. and it's kind of like, well, there was a peace treaty on the table, and you guys are just ignoring that. But, I don't know, I guess that the... the Republic is just so corrupted at this point that they really don't care. <laughs> it is bad, yeah. Um, I'll continue. After the debate, 
Padme meets with Senators Bail Organa and Anaconda Farr. Bail reports that, according to Republic spies, Dooku's thugs killed Bonteri. The Senators decide to honor her memory by defeating the clone trooper creation Bill, and Bail sends Padme and Anaconda to gather facts that, can, that he can use to rally support. Padme and Anaconda meet with the rep with a representative of the banking client, who tells them that the banks would charge 25% interest on a loan for more troopers. The senators are outraged, but the banks can charge whatever they want now that they have been deregulated. The representative also informs them that the separatists have already taken out a loan to purchase more battle droids. We will lend the Republic at our standard interest rate of uh, 25 what? 25%. That's outright theft. Your previous arrangement with the Republic was 10%. Please, please. That was before deregulation. The same rules don't apply, my dear. The separatists don't seem to mind a rate hike. In fact, they just secured a loan to fund an additional 3 million battle droids. Okay, so we see now how the war is so profitable, profitable for the Kaminoans, the banking clan, all these guys, because they are profiting on both sides. They got the Republic, you know, that they're feeding money so they can get their clones, and then they got the Separatists, you know, with the battle droids. So they're just raking in money on both sides. You know, of, of course they want this war to keep going. Yeah. You know, because they're, they're making, like I said, making money on both sides. So, you know, here we get the... the the talk about the interest and all that and you don't have to worry about any of that you just have to know that you know, this is the this is why the banking clan and, and all of them are, are wanting this war to go on because it's all about for them the money they have no no stake in it at all they don't care which side wins actually it doesn't seem like it to me no uh they just wanted to keep going and, and with deregulating they could basically charge whatever they want for a for a battle droid, or, or not, they're not charging it, but they're they're loaning the money out. So um, that's pretty much all that's going on, though, with with that uh, with that scene. Uh, anything else, Mike? No, you got it. <laughs> so yeah. I told you I had to talk the snot out of this one. <laughs> go ahead. Oh no, it's my turn. Here we go. Padme reports her findings to Senator Organa, and she worries that taking out such a huge loan would bankrupt and destroy the Republic. Bale believes he can use Padme's concerns to help make his case. But he also shares troubling news that threats are being made against senators who support their cause. That night, two thugs attack Senator Farr in the streets of Coruscant. And we also see that, you know, that financing the war will also affect, you know, basic life on Coruscant. Padme here, Padme, she talks about, you know, the effects that it's going to have on social services and education and health care. That stuff would all evaporate, pretty much crush the, you know, the, the city there in the world. But and here's Bale. He goes, you know what? That's actually good. And she's like, what are you talking about? And because uh, no matter what the outcome of the war, life on Coruscant is, is going to crumble. And the Senate, and Bale's thinking, you know, the Senate's got to know this. And, and when he talks to him, that should sway the vote because he's going to say, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter who wins this war. Financing this thing, we're going, we're going to pot here. You know, our whole yeah. existence, our way of life is going to, you know, is going to be gone. So, that's his. That's kind of what their plan is here. Is they're going to go to the Senate and tell them that, uh, you know, our, 
the Coruscant here is going to crumble if we keep if we keep financing this. So that's kind of what I got out of it. Is that kind of what you? As far yeah, as you know, it? it's 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 not difficult to see the correlations between this and uh, yeah and and current day uh, you know topics and and news. Um, it's it's very obvious that they're going for something that that really 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 closely mirrors what's going on in, mm -hmm. in the United States right now. Um, I mean, like, it's, it, we're, we're still kind of pulling out of a recession in North America, and right, yet yeah. the United States is spending millions and millions and millions on war efforts right. and on multiple fronts. Yeah. And, I mean, like, it's at this point, you've got, you've got Afghanistan, and then you've got Iraq, Mm -hmm. And now you've got North Korea that, that the U.S. is getting involved in. And it's kind of like, at what point, yeah. you know, like there's people starving in major cities and that sort of thing. And, and people being laid off all over the place. And this money should really be going to social programs and to helping people get back on their feet. But instead it's going to, to fund wars and that sort of thing. So um, I think that's the... That's the through line that they're trying to get to get across here is is yeah. like it, it a war is not just bad because of the fact that people die that clones are dying. We established in the last episode nobody cares that clones are dying. That's yeah. Therefore, right? Yeah. Like it, it was very clearly established it was either in this episode or, or last episode. It's in this one too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that nobody cares mm -hmm. that the clone troopers are dying in numbers and like. It's really not important to these senators that clone troopers survive the war. Like they were purposely manufactured for this, like to die, and and that's all that they care about. Um, they just want more clone troopers so that they can fight more fights. And it's uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting to a point. Uh, maybe not as far as they've taken it, but. I, you know what? Here's the thing. These are all good episodes, and it's not like these are bad stories. They're not poorly written. I'm just tired of this. Yeah, it's, that's, it's yeah, like I it's mean. a lot of the same thing. Like we're really killing this point that that you know the banks have been deregulated, and there's all this stuff going on, and blah blah blah. And it's like, okay, we get it. You really could have spent one episode on it. I feel. Yeah. It didn't need to be this this six episode streak of of intrigue and all that right you know like it, it just kind of it's a bit much yeah well kyle has kyle sent us an email and we'll, we'll read that in a, in a little bit and and it kind of goes with just what you're saying on the last point mike and, and i'll actually comment on that when we get there um the next day padme urges her fellow senators to see reason and not be intimidated intimidated by the banking clan however many of them intend to vote for more troops not because they are scared of being attacked but because they believe it to be the best thing for the Republic. Uh, in a bar elsewhere on Coruscant, two bounty hunters, a cell cat named Chada Hyoki and the Petroleum Robonino. It's Petroleum? Okay, that's a species name. Uh, receive yeah. orders from Count Dooku to eliminate Senator Amidal. Petro I had to like, do a double take because it's like it's two letters off from Petroleum. Yeah. <laughs> So I was yeah. like, petroleum, petroleum, I was like, it's a yeah. petroleum version of Robonino? I'm really confused. He's not a robot. His name just sounds like he's a robot. Yeah. Okay. 
Never mind. He's a Petroleum. That's the name of their species. Really? I did yeah. not get the Cellcast name. Um, you know what? I just got to make a comment. Having a Cellcast show up, very cool. They're from uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Is that what they're from? Okay. Yeah, and uh, and, having, and having the Cellcast show up, very cool in my opinion, because uh, cause yeah. they're, they're one of the more interesting species that's been created by the Expanded Universe. So, uh, one, one saving grace of this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you talk about that, and this is a cool scene because we're back into the the CD area, of course. Not maybe not CD area, but just the, you see the, the the life that goes on it. It it kind of mirrors, you know, like a a downtown, you know, city somewhere in America where it's, you know, you got the Coruscant world, the bar, you got the dancers going on, and you got the two bounty hunters over in the corner meeting, and and you get to see uh, Count Dooku, and Count Dooku tells these guys to eliminate. Padme from the equation, so it's no longer hey, we're just going to rough him up. Yeah, Dooku wants Padme uh, out of the equation, and we all know what that means. Um, in the Senator uh, Organa's office, Padme urges Bale to plead their case before the full Senate. He reluctantly agrees, and he begins to prepare his speech, while Padme leaves to meet with the senators, who are still undecided on the issue. Padme and Anaconda take a speeder and meet with Senator Cristo, who says he will consider supporting them after he hears Senator Organa's argument. Meanwhile, Roguenino and Chata Hyoki kidnap Padme's driver, who is sitting outside in his park speeder. We never see what happens to that guy, by the way. No, he just it's off, it's off, uh, off camera. Yeah. These wounds will heal, but what about the millions who are dying in this war? Who? The clones? We created them for just that purpose. They are people. The people I care about are my constituents, the ones who put me in office. And when was the last time you ever spoke to your people? Probably the same time you did. Or you, Senator. Senator Christo, please. Is there anything we can do to get you to change your mind? <sighs> Where does Senator Organa stand on all this? Why isn't he here? Senator Organa is preparing to speak before the full Senate. Senator Organa? Hmm. I'll listen to what he has to say. And I thought this was interesting, Mike. Well, you know, just like you said earlier, the clones, you know, and this guy, he's one of them who doesn't really care what happens to the clones. Um... But, he, but he, here he talks about Organa. And this is kind of where I realized just how important Bale is to this whole saga. And this is kind of cool because, uh, and how important he is to Republic. And eventually, I guess, the Rebel Alliance. Because in this scene before this, Padme wants to address, he, he wants Bale to address the Senate. And here, Christo wants to know what Senator Organa's stance on the issue is. And he is willing to listen uh, to what to what Bale has to say. So right there you kind of figure, wow, Bale has a, a significant, uh, I don't know if it's following, but these other senators will listen to what he has to say. And, I, and right here, even though this guy is kind of worried about his own constituents and all that, he kind of wants to know what Bale's feeling on this is. So Bale has a big, big weight in the Senate, it looks like. Or yeah, it's really interesting to see that because I think what we're seeing is that Bale is a very seasoned and... Uh, um, effective politician, whereas Padme is kind of she's kind of a bleeding heart. So 
anytime that she's talking, which seems to be often lately, uh, she's she's whining about so and so who's you know got a crummy situation and that they should be they shouldn't be fighting and and all that sort of thing. So I can see where like it would appear like in a political situation that she's coming from a place of weakness and that she's she's always just pleading with the Senate to do this or that or whatever, right? Yeah. Like, it's never, it's never, um, like, she's never really coming from a, a place of strength. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's interesting to see that they're bringing that kind of dynamic into it. Um, and like I said, not bad writing, very good writing, and, yeah, and no, really no. great stories, just, just, you know, there's yeah. no savers in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes the action, though. Padme and Anakana leave Senator Christo's apartment, and Padme politely refuses Ono's offer to give her a ride home. As she walks back to her speeder, the two bounty hunters attack the senator in a dark alley. Two police droids arrive on scene, giving Padme a moment to escape, but the bounty hunters defeat the droids and pursue her. She heads back to where her speeder was parked, only to find it missing, so she steals the vacant speeder bike to make her getaway. With Chata Hiyoki clinging on to the back of her vehicle and Robonito on a speeder bike of his own, Padme leads the two bounty hunters on a high-speed chase through the streets of Coruscant. Eventually, she is saved when several police droids arrest her for driving a stolen vehicle, but the bounty hunters are able to get away. And here was that scene that you talked about. Filoni said in the commentary that, hey, here's the action we needed, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was kind of cool to see the speeder bikes and all that and... But my thing is, if Dooku really wanted Padme out of the picture, he should have hired more capable bounty hunters. Yeah. Uh, these two are, you know, definitely not... Uh, I'm not sure why he wouldn't hire a, a Cad Bane or, or, or a Singh or something like that to take her out. Yeah. But maybe that was more the contrived point of, of this episode that, you know, obviously you can't hire one of those two because they would actually get the job done. Yeah, because if, <laughs> if, you, if you put... Cad Bane in it, then you'd have to also put Anakin or Obi-Wan or yeah. Yoda or somebody else. Uh, like, you'd have to have a Jedi alongside of her, at which point like, you know, yeah. it's just, it's, yeah. And maybe I understand he was, what they were going for. Well, maybe he was going for a little more subtle approach because, you know, Bane is, is kind of on the radar, and so is Ars. Well, actually, you can't because I believe at this point is she in jail? Because we're going back and forth. It's hard to tell if she's in jail right now or not. But anyway, I guess more... Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to remember yeah, where I'm trying to think, in, the, but, uh, in the eventual timeline that this one is. Maybe he's going for a little more subtle approach to hiring these two that are maybe not well-known. It's, it's easier to deal with. I mean, I could, I, that could sort of makes sense. But, uh, but isn't this always what happens, though, in movies? Is the victim, which is Padme, she's getting chased, you know, and the whole thing. And she is the one that's ultimately... Maybe I don't know if she ever gets arrested, but they catch her because she's the one yeah. speeding. You know, it's kind of like you always see that in movies. It's it's the classic. You know, I'm I'm getting chased, but there's nobody there. They've already taken yeah. off. But uh, anyway, uh, back at her apartment, Padme's aide Tekla Manau tends to the senator's injuries. Tekla shares her concerns about how the war is affecting her family, and Padme asks to know more. In the garage of the Senate building, Bail Organa walks to his speeder and is ambushed by Hyoki and Robonino. The Senator's personal guards arrive with police droids and they apprehend the thugs, but not before Bail is injured in a crash while trying to escape. 
Onaconda informs Padme of Senator Organa's condition, and Bale leaves it up to Padme to plead their case before the Senate. Now, I have to say something here. Okay. I, I understand that, that some people want to see every aspect of the Star Wars universe, and it's, uh, it's, it's very important. Like, it's important to them that, like, we're constantly seeing new things and, and all that sort of thing, and that, you know, like, we're expanding the expanded universe and all that. Uh-huh. But uh, I think that when you get to the point where we see the inside of the parking garage at the Senate building... <laughs> Uh, is that too far? Well, I fun. think that might be too far because <laughs> because the next step is is the joke that everybody says, which is like the we're gonna find out about the Rodian garbage uh, man. Garbage man. Yeah, yeah. Works on Coruscant, and and we're gonna have to follow his story because we're just really running out of things to happen. Um, we can talk more about that once we get through these three uh, Savage Press episodes. Okay. And how uh, they're going to really open up the Clone Wars uh, into, into a whole new area. And, uh, and, and so maybe we can not focus on the war quite so much, yeah. uh, allowing for more stories to be told. But, yeah, it is kind of like, I don't know, at this point, it's like, I think that maybe, <laughs> maybe the Clone Wars is a little bit too narrow of a topic to keep going for an extended period of time because now we feel like we need to tell this story, which ends up with Bail Organa in a in a parking garage. Like, and let's make a distinction. I have no problem with with like Jedi walking through a docking bay and boarding gunships or hopping in their mm-hmm. their Jedi starfighters and taking off because that's like it's it's military and it's part of the 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 war scenario right like we're very used in Star Wars to seeing hangar bays and yeah. and that sort of thing Definitely. this scene is very clearly a parking garage like this is a very mundane mm-hmm. place yeah. that that any one of us is completely familiar with um, and I don't know like some people might look at that and say that it's a good thing like I might be I might end up taking flack for making these comments but for me, it's just like it is. It is that one step closer to finding out about the Rodian garbage man on Coruscant, and I'm just really not interested. <laughs> I want to know what's happening with Anakin and Obi Wan, and yeah. I want to know what's happening with Grievous and and uh, and and with uh, Ventress and and Dooku and all of these sorts of things. And and uh, thankfully, second half of the season, I think we're going to get to see a lot of that stuff. Yeah, um, definitely. We're get to see characters developed a little bit more um yeah. we'll talk about on the next episode but uh but yeah it i don't know this just seems like like they're uh, not like they're stretching but just kind of like they're not it, it, it takes away some of the some of the magic of star wars that like i can understand that these yeah. guys park in parking garages you know <laughs> like in order for bail this and, is the big city man this is big city there. life yeah, like they it, do. Do they have like a little card that they have to show when they enter and exit? Like, like I, it's just. Yeah, I, I hear you. It's getting a little bit too into the minutia for me, of regular life. Yeah, just like you said, it's it's the it's the garbage man stories coming back, uh, coming yeah. coming at us. So. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, it's it's gonna change though uh, in a few weeks. Um, just as the Senate prepares to vote on the bill without Senator Organa, Padme arrives to speak on his behalf. 
Using Tekla as an example, Padme begs the Senate to defeat the clone trooper creation bill and help end the war that has been so hard on the citizens of the Republic. Her speech is met with applause from her fellow senators and is broadcast all over Coruscant. And Padme understands what the people are going through, Mike, and, and speaking, she was speaking with Tekla earlier, and we didn't get to see that, what they were talking about, but obviously she kind of talks about it here in her speech. And we get a better understanding of what the citizens are going through. And uh, she gives the Senate a moving speech that is, is broadcast throughout all of Coruscant. And that was kind of cool. You kind of got to see different areas. You know, even though life is going on in Coruscant, they're feeding this thing uh, all over the city and all over the world. Uh, and she plays on the emotions of the Senate here and its members by saying that, like I said, if we continue to fund this war, like I said earlier, Coruscant's going to fall and, and, and it will be destroyed pretty much. So not a bad scene, you know, get to see, uh, like I said, I like the fact that, that uh, Padma here is taking over the reins or the role of, of uh, Bale here. Mm-hmm. And she gives a, a great speech and uh, it's met with thunderous applause. Maybe not thunderous, but uh, applause not, uh, nonetheless. <laughs> but uh, go ahead, Mike, and finish. Uh, in his office, Chancellor Palpatine expresses to Masameda how frustrated he is that one senator's speech can disrupt the plans of the most powerful person in the galaxy. Isn't it remarkable that one can have all the power in the galaxy and yet the words of a single senator can sway the thoughts of millions? What do you plan to do about this? For now, we must adhere to the principles of our democracy. We must let the wheels of the Senate turn. And yes, he does let the wheels of the Senate turn. And this is a, kind of a cool way to end it. You know, you get to see Palpatine as he really is. And Moss Amita is here too. And obviously Moss Amita is part of the whole thing. And uh, uh, we find out in, uh, we ultimately find out in Senate murders that the bill will eventually not pass. Um, and then, uh, you know, I don't know. It's not one of those episodes like like we talked about earlier. Um, good, it was okay. Had some good moments, but uh, nothing like nothing like we've seen like in the first two episodes. And maybe maybe in Hunt for Zero was a was a highlight so far this this season. Um, but like I said last episode, this I think is going to be the end of the jumping around. And from now on, yeah. we are. Full speed ahead. So yes, yes, yeah. thankfully. Yeah, and you know they made a comment on Star Wars, uh, the Star Wars website, the uh, episode guides that Mina Bonteri's off-screen death was attributed uh, attributed to a Republic attack, but we all we th- we all know it's Dooku's people. Uh, oh. Lux is now an orphan, and his next interaction with the Jedi or Republic should prove interesting. So we're going to talk about Lux here in a minute. Uh, I think it's in the. Uh, one of the forum posts, but uh, I'll save I'll save some comments about that in a minute. But uh, I don't know, Mike. Nothing much else to say, huh? No, I think I've said everything I need to say about this. <laughs> okay. I, I I feel like we should just put this terrible, horrible part of our past behind us and move forward for the good of us all. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's move forward to the mailbag. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Excuse me, but might I interrupt you for a moment? Metropolis Comics is a new breed of comic store. We're cleaner, brighter, we're constantly adapting, providing you with all the toys and comics you're looking for. Transformers, Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Magic the Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Gundams, Final Toys, T-shirts and comics, movie toys, World of Warcraft, G.I. Joe and comics, comics, model supplies, statues, graphic novel, which is just another way of saying comics. We're right across the street from Metrotown, but hold on, wait a minute. Did you say that you don't live here? Well, now you don't have to. Metropolis Comics and Toys is opening an online store. Did you just jump for joy? Stranger things have happened. For instance, some people badly want to shop with us online, but then they forget the website. Don't let this happen to you. www.metropolis-comics.com www.metropolis-comics.com The Secret Stash Online Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, head flight, weapons, malfunction. But, uh, everything's perfectly alright now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? All right, so here we go with the mailbag, Mike. This is from Kyle Avery, I said earlier, and he writes our recaps, and he says, Hey there, Mike and Matt. Just thought I'd drop you guys an email and share my thoughts on last week's episode. I was a bit surprised by you guys' reaction, uh, negative reaction to heroes on both sides. I enjoyed the episode quite a bit, and I know a lot of people on our forums did as well. Sure, it didn't have a lot of action, but as far as political episodes go, I like this one more, a lot more than some of the other episodes uh, like Senate Spy or Senate Murders. I thought this was a great character development story for Ahsoka. I really like her new model, too. Although I do wish they had saved the dual sabers for an episode where she actually uses them. I was also glad to see General Grievous again, and I thought his uh, infiltrator droids were really cool. I think a lot of political episodes can bring some boring, uh, can seem boring because they don't add a lot to the story. But I felt like heroes on both sides brought something new to the series by showing us different perspectives on the war from the people and on the other side. That said, I can understand the frustration with the lack of excitement in the season so far. We haven't seen a clone fire his blaster since Supply Lines, the third episode of the season. And the episode after that was the last time we saw a Jedi, Ahsoka, cut down a battle droid. Here's to hoping for some faster, more intense episodes to kick off 2011 that's from kyle and he says uh, uh p.s i would appreciate some feedback on the recaps i've been writing i'm still kind of new at this and i haven't really heard anything back from you guys or the fans so please let me know how i'm doing uh so mike first of all he's talking about uh heroes on both sides and and this is kind of what i wanted to get to earlier when you said that you know these episodes like aren't bad episodes um it's just the fact that they're all tied together you know as this big giant arc here in the last i don't know pretty much act you know besides the first two episodes and and a couple sprinkled in this whole season has been about what's going on in the senate and you know heroes on both sides was i i thought it was a pretty good episode it had some good things in it um but like i said it's just the fact that these are all stringed together i think we're just we're just kind of as star wars fans we're our own worst critics and yeah. and it's not like I said. It's not like we're saying these are bad episodes. We, we're not saying that. I mean, there's as always, the animation's great, the voice acting's great. They're all good episodes. We're just we're just ready to see some action, man. Yeah. And and with all these screenings, and Mike, you just went to the screening, so I know how you know exciting it was for you last night. We're just so pumped up for this stuff that we're just like, okay, let's let's get through this, and we'll get to the 2011, and we're gonna get to all this good stuff. But. Uh, I don't know what. What do you think about his comments here? Yeah, I mean, I, kind of like I've said a, a few times uh, during this episode, it's not. 
a bad episode, and none of these have been bad episodes by any stretch. Right. It's just like, was it really necessary to have every single one of them? Was it really necessary for a lot of these to be two-episode or three-episode arcs? Because if you go back to the episodes that they connect with in in seasons one and two, then, yeah, like, these, some of these are, like, two, three, four-episode arcs. I mean, Senate Murders is the sequel to this episode now, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like it, I'm pretty sure that that's the order that it goes in. So that makes this part of a three-story arc. And I just don't know that a three-story arc was necessary to get across what they were trying to get across in this. So that's kind of where I'm at, where it's like, really, do we need to spend this much time on it? Um, Yeah. But, I mean, I I don't get to make those decisions. That's not uh, not my job. We'll get get to make those important decisions. But got to kind of just go with it. Yeah, and, and he's hoping for a faster, more intense 2011. And, and Mike, I'm sure we can almost guarantee that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. at least the beginning of 2011, yeah. uh, those first three episodes, I don't know how they'll air them on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping that we get, like, a back-to-back-to-back yeah. uh, return and that you guys all will all get to see them uh, three in a row. Mm-hmm. Um but I, especially for myself, because I know that, like, the bad thing now is that, like, yeah, okay, so we got, like, a month before new episodes, before yeah. the Savajo Press stuff starts airing. Um, for those of us who have seen the Savajo Press storyline, that means that we've got, like, two months before new episodes. <laughs> yeah. So I've seen the next three, right? So Yeah, that's true. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a good thing, and it's a bad thing at the same time. That's, that's definitely but, true, uh, yeah. Oh well, and what do you think about his uh, his speak, uh, his recaps? I know we've we've, we've talked about um, his recaps, and we appreciate what he's been doing. And uh, his recaps have been have been spot on. I mean, we haven't changed anything in the recaps. I mean, we go with them, and oh, and he's starting to get the the hang of uh, Kyle. You you got the hang of if like this episode, you had it down perfectly. It, you didn't have it too long. It wasn't too short. It was it was right on the money. So yeah. Um, I I think you're doing a, a fantastic job. Like I said, we don't change anything. We go with it, and it works great. And uh, for those in the forums, hey, give him a give him a shout out too. Uh, thank him for, totally. for doing this. Totally. I mean, I was so, I've been so happy with like the first few that he did that that for like the last few episodes. I don't even read them before the show. Like like I re- just go with it. The, yeah. When I'm reading them on the show, it's the first time that I'm reading them because I trust that that his recaps are going to be solid. So yeah, good stuff. All right, I think we're going to hit the uh, forum post of the week. Um, you want to go with this, Mike? Yeah, sure. Uh, this is uh, this is posted by Darth Wally on the forums, uh, and he's uh, the topic is additional possible fate for Ahsoka. With the introduction of Lux in Heroes on Both Sides, a new possible fate for Ahsoka has opened up. It seemed to me that the writers are grooming Lux to be a love interest for Ahsoka. It's quite possible that they will fall in love decide that the war is futile and run away together I uh, yeah sure you like that huh? now this, <laughs> check this it's out it's possible though. but we'll have to discuss this more after you see the uh, the trailer at the end of oh wow Sabacho press screen okay okay that's interesting stuff. because I put this in there because because you know of course Ahsoka's thing is especially on that in this episode he's talking about it seemed like there was a little bit of spark going on between the two. You know, Ahsoka's finally coming into being a, a young woman now. 
and uh, she sees Lux and like, oh wow, he's a separatist, but he's you know, he's just a normal person, you know, a normal guy. So there was definitely something going on there. And then when you get to the Star Wars recap for this episode, like I said earlier, um, it talks about Lux and how he's now an orphan, and his next interaction with the Jedi or the Republic should prove interesting. So I don't know if Lux is coming back. The way they talk about it at StarWars.com. It seems like it's, it's possible will. he may come back. You know, uh, Dave Filoni has said that they he knows that like we're all kind of tired of the political episodes and and that 2011 will be much more action packed. Like the second half of the season is going to be action wall to wall, and that some things that have been set up in these political episodes will definitely pay off by the okay, end of yeah. the season. Yeah. So I I think that that's really like that's one of the things that they're talking about is that we're going to see Lux again. Yeah, interesting. But I yeah. think that it's going to be in a lot more of an action-packed manner. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and the fact that he was that his mother was, was killed, and... His father died fighting in the war for the Separatists. Yeah, by clones. And now his, yeah, and now his mother has been murdered, apparently, yeah. by the Republic. Yeah. So, interesting, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's going to give the guy a lot of reasons to be out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fighting. That's why I thought it was kind of interesting. So thanks to Darth Wally on the forums, and uh, keep it up, guys. We, uh, lots of good stuff going on in the forums. So uh, we don't necessarily have an upcoming episode description, but uh, we do have sort of a, a coming soon to the Clone Wars in 2011. And with, with of course, we know Savage Press is coming, but we also have a little bit of uh, Asajj Ventures to get to. So let's take a, just a quick preview of what's going on in 2011. I can sense the darkness within you. I will teach you the ways of the dark side, but you must prove yourself first. Master, I need your help quickly. I've ordered your reinforcements to return. No. I will destroy the Jedi. I'll show you. You have failed me for the last time. And now, you shall die. Dooku, he betrayed me. I know. I had hoped you would find your way to us sooner. I will have revenge. Yes, you shall, sister. We will see to it. And there it is, a little bit of Asajj Ventress coming in 2011 and some really, looks like going to be exciting stuff with her and Dooku. So I'm looking forward to that as well as the Savage stuff and the commandos and everything. So good times coming up, huh, Mike? Totally. Yeah. Lots to look forward to. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. i got to get ready because I have to go to San Francisco tonight. Oh, man. i got to go and watch we're gonna, We're going to talk to you in the next episode because the next time that we talk, you will have uh, yeah. you'll have stepped foot on hallowed ground. Yes, I'm looking forward to that so much, man. So, Good stuff. So we'll have a lot more to talk about. And, and, uh, and we're, we're, we've also got another episode coming. Uh, it's in the pipeline. Uh, that's going to be a, uh, an Irvin Kirshner Empire... Uh, retrospective in in sort of in memory of of yeah, uh, of yeah. his passing, which I guess we could have talked about in the news, and we didn't really think about it. But that's all right. Uh, but yeah, that's so um, so yeah, so stay tuned for that. But uh, in the meantime, 
you can uh, you can check us out online at clonewarspodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. Username is Clone Wars, so that's twitter.com slash Clone Wars. And head over to Facebook. Join our, our page. You can like us over there, facebook.com slash Clone Wars Podcast. And, uh, and you can join us there. And, uh, and uh, well, the next episode, we will have some contest stuff. There will oh, be yeah, plenty of goodies uh, for you guys to take home. So uh, just... Uh, Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Hopefully, that should be in the next couple of days. Yeah, and, yeah definitely. Uh, we'll, or in the next, sorry, in the next, well, within a week of this episode going up. Yeah. Um, and uh, you guys can all look forward to those things, and uh, and maybe we'll do a Christmas episode as well. Uh, so yeah, uh, that's it for that's us this it. week. All right. We'll see you next time. Yeah, catch you next week. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always.